Welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and the beautiful harp music you're listening to is actually played by today's guest. This chat is with Chicago independent stop-motion animator and harpist, Martha Mapes, who is working towards her dream career of being a full-time stop-motion animator. And while she doesn't have a ton of experience in stop-mo yet, she is producing short films, networking, and doing absolutely everything she can during this crazy pandemic to make it happen. In our chat, she's gonna share how she gets stop-mo commissions, what she's working on, how she tried to break into the scene in LA, and her plan to achieve her stop-mo career goals in the future. But first, this podcast is sponsored by Hue Animation Studio, which is a stop-motion starter kit that introduces beginner animators age seven to 13, or really any aged beginner, to claymation, lip-syncing, rotoscoping, cutout animation, and more. The kit contains the flexible and poseable Hue HD camera with a built-in microphone. They're easy-to-use animation software with onion skinning, time-lapse, and chroma key tools, the Hue book of animation containing step-by-step instructions to create 20 exciting stop-motion videos, and digital resources such as free sound effects, storyboard templates, printable backgrounds, and activity sheets. So if you'd like to start creating stop-motion videos but don't know where to start, Hue Animation Studio is perfect for you. Head on over to huehd.com to find out more. Now let's jump into the chat. Hi, Martha. How how are you doing today? How's everyone? I'm doing fine? really good. How are you? I'm good. I want to hear some harp music because you are sitting beside your harp. So okay. play, it, play it for me. Ta-da. Wow. That was beautiful. I specifically set the pedals so that it would be a really nice glissandro. Because um, actually on harp, you can make it so that it's a... Uh, the notes can be the same note at the same time you know how like on a keyboard the the black keys it's yeah. like a b flat or b sharp and c flat are the same note so i feel like i feel like i zoom, put effort into this is what not, i'm saying oh i love it i feel like zoom is a terrible platform to share your harp music over because it's trying to like pick up and silence you at the same time so i'm getting oh, really i think it tries to figure out who's talking and mute the other person so I didn't get that whole crescendo. Oh, I, can you imagine people in in like like music school right now trying to trying to? I can actually because my little sister um, does band and she had to drop out of band because like her flute music like she couldn't play. The teacher would be like, "You're on mute," and like everyone just play and imagine there's music and it's like, oh god. Oh my so gosh, she that's out. terrible! Wow. Yeah, yeah she I still does see. orchestra though. They meet in the park, so. Oh, that's social nice. Social distance. Yeah. Well, thank you for that hard music. I hope that you just continue to play throughout this entire chat because it'll be mm-hmm. very soothing. Um, okay, so let's talk about stuff. Uh, I want to talk about everything, but first, um, have you learned anything or done anything interesting during this lockdown season that we've been enduring? Um, it's been a mixed bag. When lockdown first started, I was like really depressed for obvious reasons because I had just graduated school. Like I just graduated because I graduated a semester early in December. And then I was like, I'm going to go off and start my career and stop motion. Hooray. And then, you know, mass pandemic. Oh, no, everyone's getting laid off. There's no jobs. And so I just sort of laid around for a few weeks or so, just sort of being depressed. Yeah. And I think what and I felt really guilty because like, you know, when you're not doing anything, you feel really bad because like there's all these messages online, like this is the time where you can learn and be productive and stuff. But I was not productive. Yeah, I was just sad. Like, my, yeah. my best learning style is to be in a collaborative environment where I'm learning in real life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a good online learner. 
right? <laughs> exactly. And so I think once I realized to take a step back and like be aware of my own mental health and like sort of be okay with not doing anything, that's when I sort of got my creativity back and was able to work on stuff again. It was kind of weird that way. So yeah. I've been working on a series about Mothman. Um, it's a Mothman rom-com series on Instagram. Oh, and wow. Yeah. And I made a homage to Avatar The Last Airbender. I made like a little um, water, fire, ice or whatever it is. It's not ice. Intro, what did I yeah, that's, no, I saw that. That's awesome. It I think you're the, I've been seeing that kind of trending with people doing like their own versions in 2D and 3D. And I think you might be the first and only stop motion mm-hmm. version of that. It's not, the, awesome. it's not the only one. I actually... I was browsing Instagram the other day and I saw a really cool stop motion one. I followed the person, can't remember what their handle is. Otherwise oh, I would give bad. it to you, but theirs was really good. I was jealous of them. I was like, oh, man, I should have done it like that. But <laughs> yeah, you did it. And that's what counts. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing Mothman. That's pretty awesome. I, I'm mm-hmm. very interested to follow that. So it's a rom-com. Can Mothman yes. speak? Um, no, he's just, <laughs> he's not part of the, comp. no, no, he's just a moth. He's <laughs> just, that moth. happens to be man's <laughs> Oh, so it's not, it's not actually. Like a... <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, he's like a moth man. I'm not actually sure where I'm going with it, honestly. Cause I just like sort of plan out the episodes like one in advance. And then I make something cause I just want no commitment at the moment. Fair. So but, this, this yeah. is a project for your, for like yourself. It's not, it's not, you're not being like commissioned. Somebody's yeah. not like uh, producing the Mothman rom-com. And no, no, it's just me at the moment. I do have a couple of commissioned works I'm working on though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you wanna, yeah. Do you want to talk about those? Yeah, um, I'm working on this uh, documentary right now. It's about um, migrants from Mexico who came to Aurora, Illinois, and they lived in these boxcars, right? And so the guy who's making it, he hired me to do these like stop motion versions of the people from way back when, um, way back when being like, you know, 40 years ago or whatever. And like how it's gonna work is that he already shot the guy going to the boxcars and like talking about his life and whatnot. And then it's gonna to cut to stop motion animation throughout the whole film. Oh, but nice. yeah, he's just pitching and getting funding right now. So he just needs like, I think like he said six seconds of animation, but I've made all the characters and oh man, I should have I should have taken my characters. They're just in the basement right now. I should have taken oh, them so I could show you. That's all right. But, yeah. um, so how did how did he get in touch with you? Are you like doing cold outreach or he found you? Yeah, work? I've been I've been doing a mixture of that sort of stuff. This I actually got through my stop motion teacher at Columbia College Chicago, Dino, because I reached out to Dino because he's working on his short film, but he's putting that on hold for a little bit because I think he's uh, starting up teaching again. And so he was like, "But I've got this other job that you could take." That's not his voice at all, but you know. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take that. Jobs yeah, are good." That's excellent. You, mm-hmm. you said multiple commissions. Is, is there other stuff you're working on too? Yeah, yeah. There's another, I'm working on a commercial for Woolly Mammoth. Oh. It's this boutique sort of creepy store in Chicago that I reached out to on Instagram. I was like, hey, I like you guys' skulls or whatever you have in your store. Can I animate them? And they were like, yeah, animate them for us. So nice. I like, I right, can, I, can I ask if they're paying you? Um, for now, they're not paying me. No, it's just exposure type stuff. But I would like to get sort of a roster of clients to work on and then like, get out and get yeah, that's actual definitely money. a smart move. It's I yeah, think yeah. it's for a while I was reaching out to small boutique brands on Instagram when I had mm-hmm. access to a studio last year before I made the silly duck wizard, which we were talking about before. Because um, I was like, I have a stop motion studio, I can animate stuff for people. But it's really hard to get people to trust yeah. you without uh-huh. having 
prior work or examples to show because I'd mm-hmm. be like, you just have to trust me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's and they're so like, why would I trust you? Especially yeah, because I have a lot of like narrative stuff. I don't have a lot of like showing the product kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So that's why nice. I'm like, yeah, well, I'll work I'm, for I'm free right now. Who cares? These. I'm excited to see these as they progress. So let's mm-hmm. let's uh backtrack a little bit. We you know you're in stop motion, but how did you get into this in the first place? What kind of got what brought you to the path of stop motion you mentioned school uh, but Mm -hmm. I just want to know the full journey story how it happened the full journey story oh my gosh yeah so it started the full journey story yeah so it started when I was really really young give me one wait oh oh, I'm sorry you have a harp right there I didn't realize what you were saying I'm sorry all right so Um, It all started way back when I was a little kid and I wanted to make films, but my sisters really sucked at acting. And then when I wanted to make films by like acting in them and them shooting me, like their framing was all terrible. And I was like, I just need to do everything. I'll take the camera and shoot my dolls. And so I, I shot like with my stop motion, like American Girl dolls. And I edited an iMovie. Mm hmm. Wow. Are, yeah. those, are those available for us to see anywhere? <laughs> no, but I actually, I have my first short film available on my website, the book. I made that in my sophomore year of high school. It was oh, my wow. first like stop motion film because I was a theater kid and I was like really interested in being like an actress and stuff. And I didn't realize I was not good at acting back then. So that was my dream. And I really wanted to make this sort of like weird stop motion film about a guy who sucks people into a book. Um, He like opens it and people get sucked into it. It was really fun to make. Um, And yeah, so that one, um, the best international or best national theater festival, best short film. Nice. Congratulations. It was like a theater competition, but it was, they had like a short film category for it. Excellent. Yeah. So you, you were dabbling in stop motion from a pretty young age and then you Mm -hmm. went to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. After that, I went to Columbia College Chicago, um, where at first I wanted to do computer animation because I got really into Maya because Maya, we had like this free trial that you could do for like three years if you have a student license. And so I really liked modeling and I really liked animating with that. But I think I just got sucked into stop motion again. Because I really like working with my hands. Yeah. And I sort of realized like, hey, I should really narrow in on this niche and just do this so that I can be successful in this really small niche area of animation, you know? So were you while you were thinking, you know, I want to narrow in on this niche, were you also researching um, like or talking to stop motion animators in the industry to figure out uh, like? No, I wasn't. That was dumb of me. Um, (laughs) I was just sort of like going off of what projects I was working on, because I was always sort of making more little short films. Um, I think my freshman year I made, I think I made two or three of them. I think, yeah, no, I made two, because I made Ball Sentimental, that took me two weeks to make, and it was like three minutes. Few minutes? Really quick. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was really bad, for the record. (laughs) But (laughs) it was, it was fun, and then I also made um, I, I was the makeout session. Yeah, it was a documentary about this kid Marco Bermudez's first kiss. Sounds like you enjoy or just have opportunities to make documentaries. You've done a couple now. 
Yeah, it's weird how that has happened to me because I did not go into this thinking that I would just make docs, but that seems to be what the muse is telling me to do. So I'll do them. So I'm so like your your so your path kind of sounds similar to where I was. Like I was in high school making stuff in the evenings and like making lots of shorts, and then I diverted because I was like, I don't think I can make a career out of stop motion. Mm-hmm. So I want to know. I want to like pick your brain. What was going through your mind? Because you you also said you you were like not mm-hmm. thinking about roles, or were you thinking about roles of like when I graduate, I want to be a stop motion animator at like Stupid Buddies or like Leica or independently. Like, did you have a plan? Yeah. I was actually thinking about my main plan or like my main dream, I guess yeah. is what it is, is to produce and create my own content, right? And so that was where I was really leaning is like, once I'm out of school, I'll just like make the best film ever. It'll get nominated for Oscars and then I'll be, I'll be set. All right. That sounds like a plan. I like it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still working on it, obviously, but you know, it's going to happen one of these so days. Have you- so, uh, well, you just got a film in a film festival and won an award t- today. Yesterday? Yeah, it was. It was literally five minutes ago. Five like, minutes today. ago, before yeah, I chat. Like, today, today, yeah. Tell me, tell me about that, because that's pretty exciting. Um, Congratulations. Yes, yeah. So I got hired to do this film called Madam Adam, Adam's Rib Reframed. Um, it's sort of a retelling of the Genesis story of Adam and Eve through a feminist light. It's sort of like recontextualizing what the rib really is and sort of explaining like that sort of history, which is really fun. Um, and it was written by Lizzie Bernay de Geer. She, Lizzie Bernay de Geer, PhD. She's got a PhD in Hebrew studies. Um, and yeah, and I was making, I was making this I think all throughout 2019 and then a little bit into 2020. And then we finally finished like as soon as the pandemic really hit off. That's that's when I finished that film. So that's incredible. Yeah. You're working for over a year on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how does that feel? Exactly. Like you just spent a whole year, you finish it up. Um, and now, you know, you're you're basking in the glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it does feel like that a little bit. I feel I feel free now. I'm like, yes, I can work on other projects. But I also like really want another project. You know what I mean? I, I feel you. But this also sounds like the plan that you kind of had where you said, I want to graduate, make a film and win an Oscar. It sounds like, you know, stuff is, stuff is happening. How did, Very how true. did, um, I cannot remember the, the woman's name that you said, PhD. How did she, yeah, Lizzie. Hire, how did she hire you? Well, actually, um, I subscribe to Women in Animation, which if you're like an animator at all, it doesn't matter if you're a dude, non-binary person, whatever, you should subscribe to those guys because they send out a job link, like job lists and stuff. And so one of them was uh, Lizzie, who was looking for a stop motion producer. And I was living in LA at the time, actually. And so I messaged her and I was still in school and I messaged her through that website. And was like, hello, I'm a stop motion producer living in Los Angeles. And I would love, I would love to hear more about your religious film. I'm just, I'm so interested. And she was, yeah. You send her that in an, what is that, an English accent? (laughs) No, but I definitely put on like airs a little bit, you know, because I feel like. You want to sound professional. That's, that makes sense. Exactly. Yes. That's awesome. And it worked, man. It worked. And I got paid for that. That was a big gig. Excellent. So, okay. So let's keep talking about school. Like, um, so you said you kind of turned all your assignments into stop motion assignments. It sounds like, mm-hmm. yeah, How did, yeah, yeah. so, um, looking back, like, you know, you just graduated What's the biggest learning experience you got from that whole school journey. 
I think my biggest learning experience from Columbia College Chicago was probably um, wanting to collaborate more with people. Because um, I, you know, I started stop motion by not wanting to collaborate with people, with my sisters. I didn't like them and didn't want to hang out with them. <laughs> but, oh, we get along now, though, for the record. Okay, I love good, my sisters. good. They're listening to this podcast. So oh, no. I, I love you okay. guys. They're great. Don't say anything um, bad. No, but I think just uh, learning how to meet people and network with people and just like getting my work out there is overarching, like what I would take away from college. That and the degree so that yeah. I can look professional, I guess, you know. You, you also mentioned you went to LA on a co-op experience. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. tell me about that? It was a, a semester in LA, a semester abroad. What is, so um, is that part of your program? No, it's not actually. It's more for um, the, the film students. Not that animation isn't film, but like the live action people usually take that route. But I really wanted to go because I really wanted to eventually move out to LA and sort of experience uh, the stop motion industry there with like stupid buddies and open the yeah. portal and like stuff like that. And so I just really wanted to go. So I applied for it and I went during uh, my second to last semester. So I did a semester abroad in LA and I got an internship at Forward Talent Management. And so okay. I was writing like um, uh, script coverage and stuff like that. And oh, Liam Hemsworth came into the studio one time. I got him a LaCroix and it was amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really fun because I wanted to learn more about um, like different aspects of the industry and stuff to sort of figure out where I would fit. Cause I knew yeah. I wanted to like sort of produce my stop motion films, but how do I get them like distributed and where do I find talent and that kind of thing? And like, what scripts are people looking for in the industry kind of thing? Anyways, um, but LA is really fun. You should go when it's not on fire. Yeah, right. So did you have an opportunity to go to Stupid Buddies or open the portal or any of the other studios there? Yeah, yeah. I went to some networking events. Um, I went to Stupid Buddies one time and like sort of looked around and what, met some people. What kind people. of networking events are there? They're just yeah. They have like a screening party sometimes. Oh, okay. And then Open Portal had a screening party for um, their time pro thing that they're doing. And that was really cool. I really like Open the Portal. Please hire me because they're so awesome. They are. I've had a few of them on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bragging much. So how, how was, so do you still, do you aspire to work at those studios at all? Because you mentioned you kind of want to produce and create your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely like to work at a studio. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't uh, as detailed. Yeah. Well, so I've never been to LA, and I certainly haven't, because of that, I haven't really been in the stop motion scene there. How big is mm -hmm. it? Like when you go to a screening, is it just jam packed, or is it like? There's a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, it's more than you would think. And I think there's a lot of like crossover from like other animators and stuff, because like, yeah everybody sort of knows each other kind of a thing, which is both comforting and terrifying. It's like, what if I piss off the wrong person kind of a thing, you yeah. know? Well, you are you didn't want to piss off your sisters earlier, so you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, you gave me a bit of a crazy story about LA and your living arrangements that I want mm -hmm. you to share because it certainly oh, surprised, yeah. surprised me. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, so I... At the end of my semester, I was going to move back and use Columbia Stop Motion Studio for my final semester and just really work on my portfolio, get it all together. But then I got um, a request for um, an internship at Starburns and I got another request for an internship or not an internship. It was like a, a PA job at Chiodo Bros. And so 
Yeah. And so I had like just flown back to Chicago and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to definitely get one of those gigs. Plot twist. I didn't, I didn't get either <laughs> of them, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. I'll just fly back. But by then all of the friends that I had made in LA during that program had already found their like roommates and stuff. And so I was like, oh no, I don't have a roommate or anything. So I'll just sign up for this. It was this random, um, it's called Upstart. It's like a sort of like, what am I thinking of? It's like a living community just for artists. And so it's, you pay for rent for a month for month basis and you live in like a bunk bed, but you meet so many people so it was actually really fun. I lived there for like a couple months and then I decided to move back because I didn't get either of those gigs. But over so I was just hanging out over the summer in this house full of a bunch of random people. And it was really fun. It was really fun. Like I recommend it if you just want to have a good time. If you want to do anything productive at all over the summer, don't go there. You'll just <laughs> hang out with people. Nice. But I feel the way like, you, you know, told me this story earlier was I was living in a bunk bed with 30 other people in a house paying $700 a month. <laughs> That is yeah. how you, that sounds insane to me. $700 yeah. for a bunk bed. Rent's really expensive. Looking back, I don't think I would do it again just because I think you could find an Airbnb that's much cheaper. But the main reason I wanted to do it was to find a roommate. And so I thought, surely I'll find some roommates there. And I actually have. I found some really good friends from there that I still keep in contact with. So nice. I like that. I think it was, overall, I think it was worth it. I also worked at a tanning salon over the summer, so it was fun. I learned a lot about tanning. But you don't look clearly, clearly I need, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay. I, I love how you seem so positive about everything that you've been through so far. Do you ever mm -hmm. feel like you have to make a really tough decisions or like things aren't going well? I mean, obviously COVID happened, so there's that. Yeah. What is your, what is kind of your outlook on you know, how your career is progressing and how you're going to make it progress. Yeah. So I think my outlook on how my career, is, we talked earlier about when not to say, um, cause I was definitely going to say, um, there. So I just repeated the question. That is I need fine. time to think. That's a good strategy. I need time to think. Um, yeah. So I've always been kind of a positive person. I do get really depressed though. So when I'm depressed, I usually just think like, surely this will be over in just a little bit and I'll be fine kind of a thing. You know, yeah. I have a really nice safety net. I'm really privileged because I live with my family right now. I don't have to pay rent. Um, and I'm paying off my student loans. I have a job working as a teacher online. I teach Unity to kids. Um, oh, nice. Unity, yeah, being this uh, 3D game design software. Can you so teach it to me because I tried to self-learn and I got like a couple months in and gave up because it was just, I reached a point where I just couldn't code anymore. So yeah. I need some lessons from you. Go. It's fun, actually. I really enjoy the kids. I'm learning that I really like educational content. I did not think I oh, would these like kids. It. Sorry. These these kids are like they range from like fourth graders to like ninth graders. Oh man, so they're, they're so well equipped. You're learning Unity dude, at in grade four. These kids are geniuses. It's kind of annoying how smart they are. Cause I'm like, dude, once these kids get on the job market, I'm not gonna have a job anymore. Cause they're just literally geniuses. It's great. They're good kids. Some of them are really annoying though. But if they listen to this podcast, everyone's great. I love everyone. I'm sure that uh, our teachers when we were kids were like, oh man, this kid knows how to use a mouse on a computer. They're going to take over our job. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This one kid I was teaching, he like made a website called Chugle. C-H-U-U-C-H-O-O-G-L-E. It's a search engine just like Google. 
You can look it up. It's like a real thing this kid made with his friends. Chugo. Chugo. C-H-O-O-G-L-E. I don't know if it's coming up. It's like an Urban Dictionary thing for me. Anyways, we can... I'm going to look that up later. Oh, he like looked it up in class. It was really cool. So I teach Unity and I also teach graphic design. Oh, nice. And so, yeah. I like Unity more than graphic design, though, for some reason. I like it because it's more, there's more teaching involved with the Unity. With graphic design, it's more like, well, you got it or you don't got it kind of a thing. With so, art, yeah. looking into the COVID future now, I mean, you've picked up a couple of commissions, which I think is awesome. Do you, mm-hmm. do you have kind of a strategy or plan of how things are going to pan out for the next while Mm -hmm. or are you going to kind of play it by ear? My strategy I think is mostly playing it by ear and also just like reaching out to people. I'm, um, I'm trying to network more and like meet people. So I've been just messaging like people being like, Hey, I like your work. You want to zoom sometime on like Instagram or something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I signed up for another woman in animation thing, like a mentorship thing. Um, where it's a producing a short film with Keiko Lee and we meet once a I think it's like twice a month or once a month we haven't really decided yet because we had our first meeting last week and it's really fun so far so I've met I've met up with um, a few of those girls from that uh, how do you how do you get involved in that you just go to the website and say I want to sign up um well the application period I think has closed for this round but they have like different um like programs that they do like mentorship programs and so you click on which one you want to do and then you apply just for that one like you can't apply for multiple ones at once you got to choose i think that they have like a lot of different options for who you want to be your mentor and whatnot so yeah women in animation y'all you should you should go check those guys out they're great you do have to yeah you do have to pay i think it's like 50 bucks for a student to sign up yeah which is fine that's not much and no. it's like a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not much at all. Yeah. Um, cool. Are there are there any projects or highlights or anything that you want to share about what you've done or? What um, yeah. So there's Madam Madam. Already talked about that. Um, oh, we haven't talked about Beyond the Barrier. Oh right. Yeah, that was the that was the highlight of my career before Madam Madam rolled around. Um, so I actually got it because I was in a documentary class with Jeff Spitz at Columbia College Chicago. Jeff Spitz is awesome. He's done a lot of really good work. Um, and Jeff sort of came to me and was like, hey, I'm also teaching this um, writing course where this kid wrote this amazing script about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I think it'd be amazing stop motion animated. And I was like, yeah, like, this is a great script. This would probably only take me a couple months to make for sure. And it ended up taking me like eight months to make. But I'm really proud of it. It was a really good film. It actually was just in the Sound of Silence Film Festival in Chicago, nice. which they had that all online, but they like hired musicians to um, sort of what that festival does is all of the films are silent, which Beyond the Barrier were silent too. And they ha- hired musicians to sort of compose a new score for it. And then the live musicians will play. So it would have been amazing if it was live. And I would have gone because I live in Chicago, but pandemic. Miss Rona. So it's online. It's on YouTube. If you search Sound of Silence Film Festival, you'll find Beyond the Barrier. It was still cool because I I got my family together to watch it. But yeah. Sweet. I'm going to include a link to that in the description of this podcast because I think that's really cool. That's awesome. I love how like you've worked on so many uh, diverse projects already and you're like just Mm -hmm. fresh out of school and like half of them are documentaries somehow. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that reminds me. I made one more one more thing that is not on my website anymore. This is this podcast only because I'm kind of ashamed oh. of it. Okay. I want to I want to remake it is the thing. So this is the pitch. It's a stop motion web series about cursing and the origins of cursing called Potty and so my friend Maddie Roy wrote it all. She's an amazing comedian. So she's really funny. And it's all about the origins of curse words and like where they come from in our language. Is this true kind of, history? Yes, it's, okay. all, it's all fact. That's, that's why I brought it up. It's also sort of a documentary. And originally I was gonna make the whole thing out of stop motion, but I just, you know, there's like six episodes. I think we did fuck, cunt, bitch, hell. No, we didn't do hell. We did six of them. There's definitely six. I can't remember. Oh man. I did. I, so I moved out to LA when I was going to shoot this and I just literally did not have any space in the apartment that I was living in. Yeah. And I didn't have access to the stop motion studio. So I decided to do a puppet show instead. Oh, nice. And so it's, it's potty mouth, the puppet show. And it's on YouTube somewhere if you search for potty mouth but it doesn't have many views, so it probably will not show up when you look okay, at it. Okay, well, I will not include a link if you're ashamed of that and gonna remake it then. <laughs> I'm actually not ashamed of it. Otherwise, I really wouldn't have brought it up. I think it's still really good. I just wanna remake it to make it perfect. You know what I mean? I gotcha. It's one yeah. of those projects. I feel you. Yeah. I feel like it deserves a better, a better treatment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, just looking back, you know, you've, you had this dream of getting into stop motion. You've been to LA. You finished up your schooling and now you're working on like real life projects, even during like this very interesting time. Is there any advice? Very interesting. Yeah. Is there any advice that you wish you had kind of at the start that would have changed things for you a little bit to make them easier or uh, better in some way or just help you to come to a realization sooner? Um, this is going to sound really dumb for like animators listening to no, this No, it's not going to sound dumb. No, but I wish someone had drummed into my head to draw more. Hmm. Like, honestly, because I don't, I don't really draw. I make things with my hands or with a computer, right? And so I've really gotten into drawing lately because I realized that I need to become sort of a storyboard artist to really explain my vision to people. Ah. And so I've been working on a, a comic I'm making about harp, actually. Yeah. Um, nice. just to force myself to draw because like I've been trying to do like drawing exercises or whatever but I just get like disillusioned with it I'm like this is boring so having a story with the comic is making me actually draw and so that's my advice for people is if you want to be an animator you should know how to draw but I think no Fun that's fact. especially relevant uh in stop motion like I recently mm-hmm. had to sell some ideas that I was uh, sell as in like convince somebody that yeah, yeah. I could make this stuff but like I'm not going to spend all the time to like go and make a puppet that's going to take me a week to make just to sell the mm-hmm. idea to you so 100% like I had to draw all my ideas down and kind of convince them this is going to look different and be made out of felt and clay but yeah. it had to like look like something on paper otherwise they had nothing to mm-hmm. hold on to so I think I think that's really good advice because as you, it's like kind of counterintuitive to think like a stop motion animator should mm-hmm. have to draw. But in your case, because you want to work on your own stuff and, and create yeah. your own things, you've got to sell the drawing. Exactly. Per- exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been drawing a lot during lockdown. That's what I've learned. Know how to draw. Excellent. I, I love it. Um, is, there, is there anything else you wanted to share as we kind of wrap up this chat? Um, no, just some more heart music. Here we go. Honestly, I, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I should 
get you to do the music intro for my podcast with that heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be you want cool. it? I could record myself and send it to you for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's figure it out. We'll do it. Done. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. It'll be something like this, like a, That is Welcome. beautiful. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so pumped. I can't wait. <laughs> Ta-da. Literally, people go ape shit over harp. Like it's such I've been playing since I was 10. So for me, it's so easy to play, but literally just ruining your fingers over the strings and people are like, Yeah, I sound like I'm in show. a magical dream suddenly. Yeah, it's fun. I love You know it. what? You should you should just join all my podcast chats in like the background and when somebody says something like Interesting. Just just pull out the harp and do the mm-hmm. do the thing. I'd be up for that. Yeah, because then I meet all the people you meet. Yeah. That's awesome. There <laughs> you go. Networking. Oh my gosh. I yeah. How do you network? I play harp music for podcasts about the industry mm-hmm. that I want to be in. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you wanted to share other than that harp music? Um, not really. I just uh, I want to offer a message of hope to people. You know, I feel like uh, a lot of the time I read the news a lot, which is bad because there's no good news right now. And I feel oh. like I need to witness it kind of a thing. But I feel like um, I feel like getting bogged down in everything is really easy. But it's important to remember that there's a lot of really good things out there like heart music and podcasts and animation. So I love it. That's a really those nice are my thoughts. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on the chat. It's been it's been a really yeah. interesting chat to hear your whole story, and I'm excited about mm-hmm. what you're working on now. Thank you. All right. Nice meeting you. Nice yeah. to meet you. All and right. Bye. And if you're listening and you want to get in touch with Martha or check out her work or maybe even some harp stuff, you can go to her website, which is marthamapes.com, or her Instagram, or you can email her directly at martha.mapes@att.net, and I'll include all those all of those links in the description of this podcast. So thanks so much for listening, and take care. Okay, that's all for now. Bye.